and welcome. You hit negative six on the scale. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to come on here, be loud, be proud, happy to be with you. Yeah. Welcome to the Unconventional Family Podcast, and we are the Unconventional Family. I am the dad. My name is Jason. <laughs> I am the dad. <laughs> I am overweight, but ridiculously handsome and charming and working hard to not be fat. I wish you could see your hair right now. You have a curl. That's like upping into your forehead. That's an eyebrow. It's a nose hair. Oh my god! Just kidding. Anyway, um, welcome everybody. What's this up? is podcast twenty six. You know what? We probably shouldn't put. Well, I guess we can put numbers on them. I just don't know in what order they're going to get released. I guess I'll have to release them in, in this order. order. <laughs> well, because I have one that we're recording tonight that I wanted to release first. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It is but what it is. It's a good night. We're sitting here. We're recording. The boys are watching some stupid anime show. I've got a <laughs> Diet Coke from McDonald's, a Starbucks, um, vanilla cream cold brew, and a bottle of water. H-E-B There's not at least water. three drinks on my desk. I just don't function well. You are the most hydrated person that I've ever met in my entire life. I bet I spend a third of my life in the bathroom. Peeing. Yeah. All right. Let's kick this thing off with a convo starter. Let's do it. Finish this sentence. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never... Turn my back on them. No matter what? No matter what. Okay. You know, life has a way of testing that. Testing your resolve. Uh, I, I feel like it's already been tested. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, again, let's do this again. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never. Turn my back on them. What's yours? When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never quit. Yeah. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never cower. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never Surrender. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never give up. When it comes to my family, no matter what happens, I will never quit talking to them. Yeah. For any length of time. We're talking about immediate family, y'all. We're not talking about your your aunties, your uncles, your your cousins, your second removed, long lost (laughs) cousin. No, 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 no. I don't mind snippety snipping ties with relatives okay let, let's say it this way relatives are one thing family is a different thing yes relatives i don't have a problem cutting ties with relatives you can't choose family you can fam i choose family yeah. relatives are just that yeah you can't choose relatives so when it comes to my family no matter what happens and see this isn't just oliver and Wyatt. this isn't just amanda to me this is the people that I choose to surround myself with. You know, if, if I consider you family and you that listen to this podcast, you probably fall into that. A lot of you, I don't care if you're wrong. I don't care if it's really bad. I won't turn my back on you. Yeah. Might tick you off. Won't turn my yeah. back on you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I thought that was a good convo starter. I like it. Yeah. When it comes to my family, I will never give up, turn my back, stop trying, stop loving. I'll never stop loving you. No. Yeah. So let's roll into the topic of the day today, which is this, managing slash controlling slash subduing (laughs) your own emotions. Subtitle, this is not your child's responsibility. Yes. So what happens a lot of times is people live in emotions, you know, they live in, we're not talking about emotions like usually sadness, grief. Those are usually passing unless you're into depression. You know, grief usually has a season. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's perfectly natural. No, 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 no. I'm talking about flying off the handle On the regular. On a regular basis. You're up. You're down. You're unstable. You're, you you know, you're uh, bitter. You're 
in unforgiveness, you're hurt. And for some reason, parents choose very often to just dismissively, basically, they say it this way to their kids, just deal with it. Deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. It's not, it's not in their makeup as a child to deal with emo, um, adult emotions. This brings up a new topic in, in the midst of a topic. How many people had children just because it was the thing to do after marriage mm-hmm. or it was an accident mm-hmm. because you just were having sex? Yeah. Okay. How many people do you think... I can tell you this, after losing two children Mm -hmm. to death, right? Right. Not like I lost them in a hotel or something. Um, We did not misplace our children. After losing (laughs) two to miscarriage and ectopic pregnancy, after going through a season of infertility and then having these boys in an adoptive fashion, I do feel like, no, no, no. I'm certain of it, that I, I I value my kids more and I learned it more quickly than I would have a traditional conventional route. Yes. And I sincerely believe that there's a high percentage of people that I'm not sure they really want their kids. Not their, I'm not, They're not a high priority to them. No, they're an inconvenience to them. <laughs> yeah. Which is so sad. And it, it is not their job to manage your emotions. They shouldn't have to adjust everything they're doing because you had a rough day at work. Right. Yeah. What? Well, if I have a rough day at work, I hey, guys, give me an hour. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you were doing. You don't have to change nothing you're doing. Dad's going to go back here and for an hour, I'm going to do me for a little while. Go ahead, Mom. You were going to yeah. jump in. I um and I was talking to a lady, I think it was last week, and none of y'all know the lady, none of y'all know the family. There's a family that we know and the kids um had to be removed. I, I'm lighting a candle. So oh, okay. if you hear this sound, it doesn't matter. You don't have to edit that. Yeah. Um the kids were having to be removed from this house because there was not abuse to the children, it was um abuse to the mother. And we were talking and this lady that I know was, you know, going to take the kids in. And it was, it's only for a couple of weeks. Um, it's not like this big long-term thing. Did that happen, by the way? Um, you know, I don't know if they went to their house or not. I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to ask her. Um, but we, as we were talking, I'm like, it's just, it's not fair to the kids to have to deal with adult issues. And so many times, I think this goes along with it, not just not just adults controlling their emotions, but in, in that, you need to control and have the, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, the smarts about you. The wherewithal. Th- that's the word. To not discuss adult things things in front of your children right because they their little minds can't process what's going on i'm not saying be dishonest and always be honest but be able to break stuff down for your children like we are very honest with the boys and especially with oliver because he's he notices things and he understands things a little differently just because of the way that he's grown up but we don't just lay everything out for him and expect his little brain to comprehend it. And there was a situation I was at um, baseball practice with Oliver and this, they were all the boys were coming into the dugout and stuff. And this one little boy ran up and he ran over to this other woman, which I'm thinking maybe his aunt or a family friend. And he ran up and just loudly said, Hey, did so-and-so really try to kill themselves yesterday? And in my mind, I'm going, okay, this is a 10 and under baseball team. Why does this little kid know, number one, that someone that they know tried to kill themselves? Like, and it just, and like in my mind, I'm going, that's not something his little mind should be on. 
He's showing up to baseball practice. It should be on, I'm getting to see my friends. We're about to have fun. I'm about to play baseball. Not did so-and-so try to kill themselves. And I'm just like, parents, adults, All right, watch let me jump in. what you say. Let me jump in. Some of you think that you need to be overly forward with your kids because you think that it matures them and makes them grow up or whatever. Mm. I wish you'd shut the hell up. Yeah. Shut your damn mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Don't stop discussing money issues with your kids. Stop absolutely fighting in front of them. Don't talk about gossip. None. Do not discuss your issues with other people in front of them. That kid will have their own relationship with that person and they don't need to be tainted by your foolish self. Yes. Did that sound like a rebuke? Good. Let me crank it up a notch. If you're unwilling to do this, then you are not wise enough at this juncture to be the main person that they look to as a role model as an, and, and as an example. Yeah. I pray they, that God puts someone else in their life that they can look to that has some maturity. Mm-hmm. Did that feel like a rebuke? Great. Cause I'm gonna crank it up one more notch. If you cannot do this, and if you coil up at that and say, I don't care, I discuss what I want to discuss, that's the reason you are the loser that you are today. Jason, this doesn't sound like life coaching. Well, life coaching isn't all about motivation. Sometimes it is about a deep, burning assessment of where you are right now. Mm -hmm. You may be in a situation today where you are not winning at life because you just do what you want to do. And I have been around too many adults that say, I'll discuss what I want to discuss in front of them. My kids, I'll do what I want to do. You, that I'm going to tell you, when I start hearing language like that come out of people's mouths, um, watch out because the, the horns start coming out of me. I'm, yeah. I'm, ready, I'm ready to throw down. I'm like, yeah. if you're having financial problems, your kids shouldn't know that. No, that's not their job. No, even when we have been our poorest, our kids still thought we were the richest people. Can I say something about financial problems? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say seven out of 10 times. You don't really have a sincere financial problem. You have a discipline problem. Yes. Seven out of 10 times because we live in the most prosperous nation on the face of the earth. Yes, there is opportunity for you to provide. Yeah. But some people are lazy. Some people don't want to grind. Some people don't want to hustle. You don't really have a financial issue anyway. You may have a discipline problem or a work ethic problem. Yes. Why did I just launch it? I I am not sitting here. She can vouch for you. I'm not sitting here angry faced or anything. I am solidly annoyed and irritated when adults try to pass off their negative emotions and adult problems on children. Mm -hmm. I see it in ministry all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I've been, I have seen this where people will be in some sort of leadership position in the church, not necessarily just saying a pastor, but any leadership position period. And they will begin to talk about an issue that they have had with person, this person or this or that or something else, or I can't get anybody to volunteer for this, or these people won't give. And they discuss these things and the kids pick up on it. Yeah. Shame on you. Yes. Shame on you. Um, well, it taints those children to not, one, not respect the house of God, two, not respect the people in it, and three, they will they will turn away from the church if at a young age they see and hear all of the problems. Yeah, I cringe anytime and and not just, you know, around church people, but anytime people start talking about like personal issues or just big issues around children, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like so I draw, and we I don't do it in front of our kids. We don't let people do it in front of our kids. We're like, uh, uh, yeah. you can you can save that for another time because it's emotionally children aren't wired to be able to handle stuff no, they're not. as adults. Um, you just, you can't do that. They already, they're already fighting battles that we didn't have to fight as children because of technology and because of the culture of this nation that, and even the world that we're living in. 
why would you add to their stresses? And we wonder why teen suicide is through the roof because parents have big mouths and they don't take into consideration what their kids are and aren't able to handle. Because think, if they're already stressed out about their school and then stuff that's happening on social media and then they hear their parents arguing and then they hear their parents saying, oh, like the lights are going to get turned off and this is going to happen. We don't have money for this and how are we going to eat? You're putting that stress on your kid. And I think a kid's first reaction to that is, if I wasn't here, would they still be a stress? Like if I wasn't here, they wouldn't have to worry about feeding me. They wouldn't have to worry about a room for me or clothes for me. And so how, and I'm not, I'm not going to hundred percent just say, you know, if a kid has committed suicide or something like that, that it was a hundred percent, you know, the parents' faults, but be aware of what you're saying and how you're saying it and who you're saying it around. Yep. So here's the deal. When I was a kid, my mom sometimes would come to me and say, Stay away from daddy for a little while. He had a bad day at work. He's in a bad mood. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I resent it. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I don't respect it. Right. Um, do I respect my parents? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't respect that aspect right there. Yeah. That's lame. How about this? Um, maybe dad had a bad day at work. Okay. You go manage you. Right. I'm going to go play basketball. Yeah. Out in the out in the yard. Yeah. Okay. I I don't need to worry about you having a little tantrum. You're a, you're a full grown man. Yeah. And here this isn't a family value, you know, from the last podcast, you probably remember that. But here's something in our house. We don't walk on eggshells. If right. you have an emotional problem, I'm not walking on eggshells around you, whether you're um one of my children, whether you're my spouse, whether you're one of my close friends, whether I go to church with you, whether I work with you. Because you have emotional outbursts, I'm not going to be extremely cautious around you. You will have to deal with that as an adult or you will run into somebody who just doesn't accept it. I am one of those people yeah. that will call people on the carpet. Yeah. Um, and I, I have and will again look at somebody in the eye and just tell them, look, you're behaving like a two-year-old child. Yeah. You know, suck it up. Yeah. And, or and- just remove if, <laughs> if, if something is happening in – you're already stressed and you just, you need a minute. Remove yourself from the situation yes. before making a spectacle out of yourself. Like, Absolutely. and I will say this with Oliver, he is good at doing this. He was so tired the other day. This was after his birthday party and he had had like a full day the Friday before. I mean, a full day because we had his best friend Judah. We had a Judah day. And so then we got up decently early. We had his birthday party and he just ran and ran and ran. Well, afterwards, my sister and brother-in-law took him and a couple of friends out to a trampoline park and he was exhausted. When he's exhausted, he's emotional. And he, I don't even remember what happened, but he had gotten emotional about something. And my sister said, do you need to sit down and take like a breather? And he was like, yeah, I think so. I think I need a bottle of water. And so he sat for like 15 minutes. If a nine-year-old child, obviously with the help of an adult, she could see that this was like this. teacher as well. Yeah, she could see like this is the second or third time he'd gotten emotional about something that was not big and was like, do you need a breather? As an adult, ask yourself, do I need a breather? Like, do I need a second so that I don't look stupid or don't do something stupid? I do this frequently with Oliver, like with us homeschooling and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, bub, can you give me about 10 minutes? You go take a quick break. I'm going to go take a quick break, too. We'll come back. We'll get it back together. And I just go take a minute. It's what you do whenever you get home. You're like, boys, mom, I'm going to go into the room. Give me about 15, 20 minutes. And you just come in, you stretch out on the bed, you turn on a podcast or a preacher or something like that. And, and my dad did this. My dad would come home every day from work and take like a 15 to 20 minute power nap. He'd go in his room, he'd shut the door, he'd put on some comfies and he'd take a quick nap so that he was ready for what, and most of the time what was happening was softball practice. He just needed a minute to leave work behind 
and then get ready for what, you know, yes. the girls yes. had going on. Yes. So do that. Give, and there's nothing wrong with giving yourself just a second. It takes everybody just a minute to get refocused, breathe, say, everything's going to be okay. This is not life or death. We're cool. Say a little prayer, turn on some music, refocus yourself, and then reintroduce yourself into the situation because it's not going to go away either. You can't just hide in your bedroom so all I the time. So I hear somebody, you know, thinking maybe like, well, how do I... How do I express to the kids that we can't afford something that they want to do without telling them we have money problems? You can look at them in a very uh, mature way and say, hey, so you know in our family we live on a budget, and I can't put that in the budget right now, but maybe someday soon. Yeah. And change the subject. Yeah. You don't tell them, oh, well, your father or stepfather isn't getting the hours that he used to get. We're real concerned about buying groceries. No. Yes. No, 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 no. You're creating anxiety in their little minds. Manage your adult problems and your emotions. If you're if you're extremely angry, take a walk, take a time out, but don't blow up in front of kids. Yeah. Um, you say, well, am I being honest? That sounds fake. No, no, no. That sounds mature. It sounds like growth. Yes. It sounds, you can't just run around flying off the handle, you know, and I just talk about this with emotional people in general. You know, you, you have a lot of men that run around and they just explode when they don't get their way. And, mm -hmm. and I, I'm going to, this, this is going to make me sound like a not great person, okay? mm -hmm. but so be it. I actually, it's almost like a sport to me when somebody is obviously the biggest fish in their, in, in their pond. Yeah. And they go around, you know, flexing and, oh, well, don't mess with him when he's upset. I'm like, why not? Poke. Why not? Yeah. Why? Who is this dude? Right? Yeah. Like, is he the great Hulk? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not like wickedly trying to hurt or devise or plot or scheme against anybody. I'm saying it makes me want to poke at somebody when it's like you're a grown man and you throw tantrums. And all the women and children around you walk on eggshells. Mm -hmm. I like I like to kind of tell the person, why don't you calm down? Yeah. And then you watch them and they're like, oh, well, I can't whip this guy. So I have to pretend <laughs> I'm not mad or whatever. Which I, men, by the way, don't ever tell your wife that if she is in a, <laughs> in a fit. What? You need to calm down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, the statement is wise. The delivery is unwise. Okay, the statement is yeah. wise. You need to calm down. Yeah. Okay. That's a true statement often. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to be told that myself from time to time. You know, yeah. you need to calm down. Um, but instead of telling people you need, maybe change that around and say, let's take a minute and calm down. Yeah. Let's take a walk. Yeah. You see what I did there? I said, let's. So I'm, I'm by saying let's, I'm telling you I'm in this with you. Yeah. I'm going to do it with you. Yeah. Let's calm down and then maybe end it with a question. What do you think about that? Should we take a walk? Yeah. You're giving people the option. So yeah, I'm just, there's a way to say things that if we in general could be a little bit better at de-escalating, mm -hmm. um, there's a few people, types of people in my life from the time that I was born till now that are the type of people that I just want to, I want to crow hop and slap the mess out of somebody. And mm -hmm. one of them is the instigator that's in, around a fight, but not in it. Yeah. Ooh, I wouldn't take that. Man, you ought to whoop him. You ought to whoop. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you want somebody ought to whoop you. <laughs> oh, I, I started doing that years ago. I'd say, hold up, hold up, hold up. And I'd turn around. I'd say, square up Yeah. to the person. No, no, you, you was talking. What's up? Yeah. Okay. De-escalate. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk about the police, you know, de-escalating situations. So true. Yes. They need to learn to de-escalate. Yeah. Right? And um, Stop going zero to 100 so fast. Managing your emotions. So how do you manage your emotions? I'm going to give you a few of what I think are useful tips. Um, number one, 
Bible advice here. Cast all your care upon Jesus because he cares for you. Okay? Yes. Cast all your care. So how do you cast your care? You pray. You talk to Jesus. Number one, pray. That's yeah. one way to manage your emotions. Number two, exercise or walk. Yes. Or do something. Like if you're a man, you might want to work on it. Or even a woman, you might want to work on a project with some tools or paint a paint a wall on your house or something. Put your hands to something. Get busy. Get yeah. out of your head. Yeah. An idle, an idle mind will will take you to places sometimes that you can't get out of. And three, practice breathing. Yeah. And I'm going to say breathing slash silence. Mm -hmm. You know, words not spoken can't cut. Right. If I don't take the gun out of the holster, I can't shoot you. Yeah. Okay. Leave those words in there. Breathe a little bit and be quiet. Yeah. And just like you said, words not spoken can't hurt or can't cut. Okay. But words spoken cannot be taken back. Yeah. Once it has come out of your mouth. There is no taking Will, it back. Will Oliver, at 39 years old, look at you and say, Mama, you know, when I was seven, when I was nine, Dad, told, Dad called me an idiot. Hmm. Will he say that? No, absolutely not. You know why he won't say it? Because you never said it. I've never said something so disrespectful to my kid. Yeah. I have probably never even said shut up to him. No. I've probably told him to be quiet. Uh-huh. Something like that. Hush. Yeah. But I've never I've never looked at him and said shut up. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that is unloving. That is not kind. Yeah. Okay. Um I have never told him he was a mistake, that he's a burden. Whatever you say in anger you will have to live with when you're not in the place of anger. Yeah. So don't plant seeds in the spring that you don't want to harvest in the fall. Yeah. And stop using the excuse of it just came out without even thinking about it. That is impossible. Yeah. So that right there is a lie. That's so, you not taking ownership of your words. You're like, oh, I just said it. I didn't even think about it. It has to... Listen to me. Look this up if you need to know. It has to go through your brain, yeah. and your brain has to tell your mouth to move and to say it. So that's just an excuse. Stop being an excuse maker have, for your mean self. I have said things that I didn't truly mean. And what I mean by that, I mean oh, it isn't a conviction of mine that I really sincerely felt that way. Right. But I meant to say it. Right. Okay. I may not have truly felt that way, right. but I definitely meant to say it. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody comes up, socks me right in the jaw and I turn around and I say, mother, father. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't believe I said mother, father. No, 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 no. I meant it. Yeah. 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 You know why? Because I'm not Jesus. I'm right. one of his followers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, Manage your emotions. I think maybe just a quick recap. Pray about them. Mm -hmm. um, what was the second thing? Oh, get busy. Yeah. Take a walk. Exercise. Do something. Do something. Three, breathe. Practice silence. I think there is probably a fourth. Talk to a trusted confidant after you've done these other things. Talk to somebody yeah. on your level. Don't talk to your kids about it. Yeah. You know. Call call up your friend. Man, yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm barely making it. I am so ratchetly pissed off. Yeah. You can tell adults that. Yes. Because I'm not going to be thinking about how mad you are next Thursday. Right. Your kid might be. Yeah. I won't be, but your kid might. Yeah, they will. I think those are good tips. You, know, you think that's good? I like it. All right. I think that's so, good. manage your emotions. It is not your child's responsibility. By the way, it's also not your spouse's responsibility to manage your emotions. No, it's not anyone's responsibility but your own. Don't put that on anyone else, but especially don't put it on your children. Next segment, let's get into it. The next segment is the family value of the day. Restoring, as I wanted to remind you, we want to be people that restore that old advice 
it used to be conventional, but it's become unconventional. That old mm-hmm. advice that your grandparents' generation would have given you. Maybe you didn't have that. Maybe you're struggling in your family. Let the unconventional family speak into your life and restore the family values of days gone by. Yeah, That's basically what we're here to do. And today, the family value of the day is honoring the elders in your family. Not just in your family, but we're talking about family, but honoring the elders. And I don't mean a spiritual elder like the Mormon church or the Pentecostal church. (laughs) The elder title, like I'm an elder at our church, right? Right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about honoring the elders. They're 70, they're 60, Mm -hmm. they're 80, they're 90. Yeah. The senior citizens. You know why they're called senior citizens? Because they have seniority. Yeah. They've all seen some stuff you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. All seen some stuff you haven't seen. And it fires me up. It overcooks my grits. It burns my britches when people start talking about putting their family members in a home. Mm. Because it would just be inconvenient. Why would I, you know, for the next 10 years inconvenience my whole life, you know, I'm, I mean, what if I die in 10 years? Okay. Then you died with some honor, right? Taking care of your parents, taking care of your grandparents, right? Yes. I would, I would rather lose 10 years of my life, quote unquote, making sure that my aging mother is taken care of than to 20 years from now, I haven't have lost her and have to think about how I was a total sellout and so selfish mm-hmm. that I didn't take care of my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, people, okay. people don't do it. This I wanna, day and age. I want to put a couple of caveats on this. Yes. If your elder in your family has severe dementia, Alzheimer's, they may need to be in a center that they have actually homes that are memory care facilities where they have doctors that work with them yes. on that. That's possible. Um, maybe if someone is, you know, paralyzed or you just don't have the expertise to take care of their medical condition, right? I'm, I'm leaving the door open for these type of things. Right. Like, no, yes. Like if, if they need to be on dialysis a lot or something, maybe they need to be under the care of a nurse. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. But why not do everything you can? You know, when my grandmother was aging, uh, my mother arranged for a nurse to come to her home. Yeah. And her and her sister, my aunt Sammy, they split duties. Yep. Different days, they would come over and visit. Mm-hmm. There was always a daughter there. Every day. Yeah. Always a daughter there. Yep. <laughs> so one of our dreams would be to live on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. If we moved to the East Coast, Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, and my mother or father falls gravely ill. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are not comfortable moving to where we are, then I will be moving back to take care of them. Yes. Then I will probably return back to where I want to be. Right. But my duty will be, I will come to them. Let me go back to what I was saying. My, my grandmother had a nurse come to her Mm -hmm. three days a week. An RN home health care. Actually, I think that's what a good friend of ours, uh, Roshanda, I think. Shout out to Rashonda. I think she does home health care. Oh, okay. She's an RN and she does a lot of home stuff. But uh, my grandfather, <laughs> I had an uncle mm-hmm. who wanted to put him in a home. My dad said, Daddy, do you do you want to go live at that place? He said, no, I, I want to stay right here in my house. He yeah. said, well, then that's where you'll stay. He said, well, what about groceries and doctor's appointments? He said, Daddy, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So what did my dad do? He he took him. He got his list. He went to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. He did his grocery shopping for him or took him with him. Yep. Brought him back. Yep. Went and picked him up for every doctor's appointment. Did not get a lot of help from uncle. Yeah. Okay. Because he's selfish. Yeah. Don't care if he's listening either. (laughs) You think I'm a sellout? I'm not a sellout. I call every cow how it ate cabbage. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. He took care of, now, now he did die in hospice. Well, he had severe cancer and he couldn't breathe without the machines the and everything. And stuff. Yeah. 
we were determined to make sure my grandpa stayed in his house. Yeah. And and my grandma stayed in her house. We bring the health care to you. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I don't have the financial means? Get yourself in a place that you are not always coming up with this lame thing. I ain't got the money. Yeah. Adjust your family situation. Dear God, help me. Over 20 years, you can't get 30 years. You can't get this right so you can take care of the elders in your family. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, but my point is honoring the elders. We're yeah. not pawning any of them off to a, no, 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 no. Your parents, they are not going to a home unless mm-hmm. there is a very special situation that we cannot care for them, like medically cannot care for them. Right. Or unless or they, they want, want to. to. There are some that, I, and I mean, I've I've seen it many times. There are some like grandparents and stuff that love moving into like the assisted living places because like their friends are there and they have activities and they've got some really cool stuff for them. And so some of them just love it and they don't feel, you know, like they're alone because they, they do have like nursing staff and stuff like that. And they've got people that come in and do like the cleaning and stuff from some of them enjoy that life, like the heck out of that lifestyle. But if it is not your parents' wish, your grandparents' wish to be in a place like that, then your job as their their child, their grandchild, is to make their life the best life that you could possibly give them for the time that's left. For the time that's left. And if it inconveniences you, so be it. Be inconvenienced. Right. This world doesn't revolve around you, in case right. you didn't know that. Um, if an elder in your family speaks, even if you disagree, you should shut up and listen. Yeah. They've well, I'm, seen, I'm sounding so yeah. mean. I kind of mean it mean. Though. Yeah. Shut up and listen. And listen. Yeah. You don't know better than the grandmother about how to cook a pie. Yeah. You don't. You don't know about business more than that old man who did business for years. Yeah. Because he did it without all the little electronic tools you've got. Right. You don't know, I would imagine, most things the way that they know it. Mm -hmm. Sit down, get off your phone, and honor the elders. Don't talk back to them. Yeah. Do not correct them. Yeah. Now, listen, my boys... Dare not ever have corrected your grandparents. Yeah. I'd have snatched them up by the ear and pulled them out back. Yeah. They know better. I also am not concerned about growing old. See, my dad showed me how to treat him mm-hmm. by how he treated his dad. Yeah. I will treat my dad the way he treated his dad. Yeah. And then you know what? I'm not a bit concerned about those two boys in that other room. They'll, oh, no. They'll take care of us just fine. Oh, even if they don't want to, I, I'm showing up with my bags. No, on no, the no, front no. porch. I don't, I don't think you'd have to worry about that. No. Wyatt has a heart as big as this state. Yes. Um, he is pure gold. Very, yeah. very tender towards family. Yes. And um, and Oliver, he's also very emotional, very soft-hearted. Mm-hmm. He 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 does his own thing. He's a tad bit spoiled, mm-hmm. but he's always trying to see. Well, do you want some of what I have? I was talking about being hungry because Amanda was making dinner yesterday. Mm-hmm. He gave me one of his tacos because he said, Oh yeah, that's right. Cause he said, well, I don't want you to be hungry. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. caring, noticing. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you, you are teaching the younger generation how to honor you by the way that you honor or dishonor the elders in this house. A family built value is, is that we honor the elders in our family. Yes. Some of them, Maybe bat poop crazy, mm-hmm. but they'll get the honor and respect that they deserve. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I can remember being a senior in high school and freshmen and sophomores, sometimes they, they want to flex a little bit. Yeah. And we used to just straight up put them straight down in their place and be like, Low, yo, yo, listen, shut up. Yeah. Right? We <laughs> We paid our dues to get here. You're just along for the ride. Sit down and shut up. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that senior in high school 
Think about a senior citizen. I will not disrespect the elders of my family. Absolutely not. Not happening. I, again, don't disrespect them. Don't correct them. You know, or at least not publicly. Like if they need a correction, you're, you know, there's the right person to do that, by the way. Yeah. Everybody can't do everything. People get into trouble all the time trying to be like me. Yeah. Everybody can't say what I can say. Right. I have relationships with people that you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's not boundaries. Obviously, boundaries. what you deal with, especially in the South with your older generation, they were raised a lot, a lot different than the world that we live in. And it doesn't mean that you you just let them act a certain way and and you accept it. There's a time and a place for everything. There are obviously, we talk about it all the time, there are certain boundaries Absolutely. set. But on a respect level, as a whole, this nation has, they just, once you hit like a certain age, they're just done with you. Wash your hands, you're just an old man. And I will say this, the amount of memes and the disrespect and the photos of every time that Joe Biden messes up whenever he fell. Let me tell you something. Do you know how can many? I, can I interrupt you? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If y'all don't quit, I'm going to vote for him next time. Yeah. What, Jason? He goes yeah. against a lot of your principles. I don't care. Yeah. If folks don't learn how to be respectful of an age and an office. Yeah. You're going to, you, you make me want to defend a guy that I don't even agree with. Yeah. No, because you're a bunch of punks is what you are. But here's the thing. People these days take joy. It fills their heart with joy to see someone fall. If that's right. you, if you're taking joy in someone else's miserable life or every time that they fall down, you have a heart problem and you're probably heading straight for hell. Yeah, I, and I'm just going to be no, honest. It's true. It you should not bring you joy to see someone struggle. I don't so, care who they are. Do better. Do Please. better. Don't get mad. Please do better. Do better. Right? So we need to not just the elders in our family. The elders, do you, you know what? Do you know? Let me tell you something. If I were to go into, I know with COVID it hadn't been happening a lot, but let me tell you when I go into Whataburger or whatever, get a little breakfast and there's, three or four old men sitting in there drinking coffee. Do you know, as far as I'm concerned to me, they're all the same first name, no, sir. sir. Mm -hmm. That's their name. Yeah. Ma'am. Yes. That's their name. Yeah. They're not old Benny. Oh, old, old Donnie. Yeah. You know, I ran into um, my old baseball coach, which actually his son is now Oliver's coach. Yeah. And uh, I walked over to him. He was sitting out there. He didn't see as well as he once did. He's, you know, probably 70 now. Yeah. And uh, I said, there's my old baseball coach. I said, how you doing, Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. And then I said his last name. And he looked at me and said, oh, man, is that Jason? <laughs> now, he addressed me by my first name. Yeah. That's appropriate. Yes. I am 30 to 35 years his junior. Yeah. Okay. You can call me Jason. Yeah. Your name to me is Mr. Sir, or, sir. or whatever you were in my life. Maybe you're coach. Yeah. Okay. Like Coach Jones is still coach to me. Yeah. Or he's Elder Jones because that's what he is. Yeah. He's never going to be Franklin. Yeah. I'm never going to look at you. you know, I don't like, think I've ever heard you call him by his first name. Okay. Well, I, I didn't even know what his first name was. You, you know, Miss, Miss, Miss Randig is my old teacher. Yes. Fifth grade. She's involved in youth sports around here. Yeah. You ever heard me walk? Hey, Sharon. No, never. I'm not going to do it. No. I'm not going to do it. That was one of my buddy's moms. Yeah. She is 70, I think. 69, 70. Yeah. She was my teacher. She is, She's still a teacher? She is Ms. <laughs> she is single. She is Ms. Randy. Yeah. That's who she is to me. Yeah. Ma'am. Yes. Period. And this is a family value. I'm trying. I know I'm the voice of a 39-year-old. I know that I'm not. 50 and I'm not 60 and you think, oh, he's a little young to be getting, listen to me. This is why we exist. This is the advice that somebody should have taught us. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they did teach you. And this is just today, just a little reminder. Yeah. We have to value our elders. We have to honor our elders, our parents.
parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, coaches, neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, an older couple that lives right next to us and right across the street. Yeah. Um, just some of the kindest people. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I told uh, his, his name is Mr. Davis. Mm -hmm. He next to us. He uh, was talking about doing something about getting rid of some brush. And I said, well, you let me know when you're doing it. And I said, I'll send my son over and, and he and I will, will load your brush. Yeah. Not help you. We will do it. Yeah. We will do this. Yeah. Or why it will do it. Yeah. But you, this man was kind to me when I was five years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and now he, you know, he, he didn't get around like he used to. You saw right. his back hurts a little bit. We will do it for you because it doesn't just take a village to raise a family. It takes a village just to be a community. Yes. We can do better. That's yep. what I wanted to talk about today. So um, I think we've done enough about that. Are you ready for Mount Rushmore? I'm ready for Mount Rushmore. Are we doing yours? Yeah, I'm already looking at it. Oh, Let's do it. You'll do the next okay. one. Okay. okay. Or do you want to do this one? Do it. You do it. All right. Mount Rushmore of, and this is specific to our family. Okay. Family songs. Ooh. Four songs that you think of and they represent our family. Our Ooh. family. Okay. You want me to go um, first? You want me to go first? You went first last time. Okay. 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 Go first. No, go you kind of wanted to. No, 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 no. I got my sticky note right here. I'm going to, I'm going to write them down. Okay. Bob Dylan. Forever Young. Okay. May God bless and keep you always. Mm -hmm. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and may others do for you. Woo! Okay, that's one. Crowded Table by the High Women. Ah, shut up! Is that one of yours? No, but I want it to be one of yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Crowded Table. Um, Montgomery Gentry, Something to be Proud of. Ooh, gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> and I'm not all the way prepared for my fourth, but I will have it. Let me look at this in my songs here. Um, oh, Philip Phillips, Home. I'm going to make this place your home. Pay no mind to the demons. They fill you with fear. That's good. Is that your four? Because the beginning of that song, oh. the beginning of that song, starts out it goes um hold on to me as we go yes this unfamiliar road yeah it became an anthem for me uh, early on yeah whenever we first got the boys yeah we because would listen to it all the time i'm gonna make this place your home so again let me recap forever young bob dylan crowded table high women nice. something to be proud of montgomery gentry and finally home Philip Phillips. Come on, Mama. What is your four that describe our family? Okay. Um, I've got Family by Mother Mother. Ooh, they is my family. They, they is my family. Now listen. You if can't you get to me unless or get to, to them, them unless, unless you, you get to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With them. Yeah. So it has um, an F word in it. You it does have an F word in it if you are listening to the unedited version so get the um, edited version so yeah um this one it's not like a family song but our family loves this song and we ride around and we listen to it and everybody knows the words to it <laughs> what it's is it south carolina low country south carolina um low country. dang it who is the who's his name josh turner by josh turner and <laughs> and you can just see it in everyone's eyes in the car as we're listening to it and we just dream of when we Living will get to live folly beach yeah when we will get to live in south carolina um i had for yet forever young on my list that's a staple and then this one it's not so much just our family it's just kind of like a me and you but you're my family and it's hell of a view by eric church yes and that one is just it's just fantastic one bonus just for me and you you know what it is that's, yeah um, no one here but us, Pat Green. Oh, 
That's so good. Show you, you are showing you me. Yeah. Goes, no, yeah. so good. Turn me loose, I said. Yeah. All right, let's get some quotes because um, between my coffee, my diet coke, and my water, it's quote I, chat time. I need to to hit up the quote chat. Bathroom. All right, mine is this: Give the gift of your absence to those who do not appreciate your presence. Give the gift of your absence to those who do not appreciate your presence. I would piggyback on that and say, if I get the feeling that I'm being taken for granted, then I will take myself out of the scenario and see how you do without me. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm unnecessary? Yeah. Fair. Peace. I bow out. Yeah. <laughs> your life is as good as your mindset. Amen. Who said that? That's really good. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who said mine either. Well, folks, we um, that's a wrap, man. It was good. Damn. That was a good podcast. Oh, that, that was one. a long one. That wasn't that long. Well, no, long for... Remember, we were like, oh, yeah, oh we're yeah, going to yeah. keep these 30, 45 minutes. Here we are. We're sending it, 53. It flew by, that one, though. It did go really fast. It flew by. Um, guys, keep your heads up. You know, I hope that you will plug into everything that we're doing with unconventional... Get ready for all the cool stuff coming out. Yes. Control your emotions. Respect your elders. Get your if, mind right. If you find yourself struggling with any of the topics that we discuss, hit me up. 512-845-7986. Hit me up. I would be happy to sit down with you and talk to you about how to do better. Yes. Do the right thing. Do better. Right? Right. Have a great week, guys. See y'all later. Chasing payment on my own. Cause you're here to stay every night and day.